right, praise God. We're going to begin our Christmas service today. We begin with a seasonal greeting. Uh, For unto us a child is born. And everyone says, unto us a son is given. Amen. Would you stand with me as we pray? Almighty God, you have given your only begotten son to take our nature upon him and to be born this day of a pure virgin. Grant that we who have been born again and made your children by adoption and grace may daily be renewed by your Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the same Spirit be honor and glory now and forever. Good afternoon, family. Merry Christmas. Our Old Testament reading today comes from Isaiah 9, verses 1 through 7. For there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. In the former time, he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun, the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he has made glorious the way of the seas, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee, and Ames. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the heart, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Lord. For every boot of the tramping warriors in the battle tumult, and every garment rolled in blood, will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now the increase of his kingdom and of the peace that there will be no end. On the throne of David, over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness. From this time forth, the seal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Is the word of the Lord. Be to God. So, we will immediately move our time to now. So, I invite you, as we do each week, to prepare yourself to worship together. And we do this by confessing our sins. Take a moment now of silence to confess. Sorry, we earnestly repent and ask for your grace. Amen. 
Almighty Father, uh, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, grant us absolution and forgiveness of all our sins. Cleanse us from all unworthiness, shame, and guilt, not according to the glorious redemption of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our uh, psalm reading today is from Psalm 98. Congregational responsibility to join me in it. Join me now. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel.
This means you prepare a verse for our communion uh, profession of faith, profession of belief, the Apostles' Creed. Uh, so means you're able to just hand out the book. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Now, as we move our communion, um, we're going to have a slightly different approach to coming up here. Uh, we're going to try to do, I guess, by group. So if from this group, then this group, then this group, and get to come through and then back to your seat as best you can. That makes sense. Give that a shot. Um, and it's probably easier to kind of go all the way around for each, each person. So we'll do that. Um, so as uh, Mike and I uh, are up there, and as the music plays, we will uh, invite you to come around, take your order, go back to your seat. Now, um, as always, it's for believers, but if you're here, you're a believer, and you're part of our family, of course, to so join us. Um, I give small children and special ministry to join us to have children. I stretch on that. Um, and yeah. Please come. And as Mike said, you wipe. Give it a shot. So, yeah, um, let's try this. Let's do that. Okay. Is that better? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Mario. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. 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 I'm
Lord, and for his name. Thank you that you sent your son. Jesus, thank you that you came. You came to this earth, took on flesh, and you're first in heaven, Lord. Took on flesh and said, you have to rule Satan that day in the name of the Lord. Lord, change the world forever. That all of history pointed to Lord. All of our salvation rests upon now, that you came and died for our sins and rose again for our Lord, for this body, I lift up just the praise this week that we, as we experience the season of Christmas time, that we get this opportunity now to worship and praise. Lord, that you came. Lord, and as we have your advent, we look forward to that coming, Lord, we look forward continually to your second advent, Lord. Lord, let us look back now on the body and remember Lord, thank you for the blessings you, you put upon us this whole year, providing all that we need. Lord, for the body I lift up, you have provided for the needs of the members of this church, Lord. Lord, I lift up those some who are hurting, Lord, and for our Lord, I know we have one member uh, of his father has been in the hospital, Lord, and just that Lord, we ask for your hand upon that circumstance, the healing, Lord, the power for the doctors, and just to uh, Lord, for your, your hand of power in that. You know, uh, we've had some who've dealt with, uh, with, with small crises around their home, with rough, uh, broken pipes and floods and things like that because of the, this cold season we're having, Lord, and we lift up. Uh, that you have protected and provided, Lord, thank you for that. Uh, help us as we uh, deal with the various financial burdens that go along with those repairs and things that happen. Uh, Lord, we know in all these things we can trust in you for this. I uh, have some who are still facing decisions regarding uh, surgeries and, and, uh, and choices for types of care that will be awarded, medical types of things, Lord, and all that. Uh, we will trust in you. We pray for your wisdom for them as they for the timing and then the best approach to these uh, various things, Lord. Have a plan for their lives. Lord, and uh, it's good to have you remember we have the many we know or we don't know. Lord, everyone in the congregation has a almost certainly a family member or our friends does not know you. Lord, we pray for their salvation. Uh, Lord, and that you would work through us as this body to reach those who don't know you. Lord, and that would be our fervent prayer every day for your glory in that. Lord, finally, we thank you for congregation that hosts us, that they uh, be blessed for doing so, Lord. Pray for uh, the tithes given today, Lord, and this also just this time of fellowship today. Lord, we pray that we would uh, we would certainly be adults here today, Lord, as we worship you, as we worship you and fellowship with each other, Lord, being the body um, through feasting and joy. In Jesus' name. So at this time, we're gonna. Uh, release everyone to go ahead get snacks, get drinks we're going to take like a brief intermission and then as everyone kind of comes back to their chairs then we're going to begin the time of the Christmas nativity story from the gospels intermixed with songs in response to those things so please go grab what looks good and taste and see that the Lord is good Okay. <laughs> 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 
you want to grab something, buddy? Hi, you made it back. We did. Merry Christmas Thank you. Thank you.
Our second gospel reading is from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 14, where John gave us the cosmic view of the work that God was doing in sending his son. Now we literally get down into the dirt and the hay. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. She gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in the manger, because there was no place for them to remain. In the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
continue the story of Luke 2. Sorry, verse 1. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known the same that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God, all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. Thanks be to God.
mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. For he is wisdom itself. He is the powerful working of God in harmony. He is the one from whom all things have been made and therefore can rightly be called the everlasting Father. For it is in him and through him and from him that all things have their being. And he is the Prince of Peace. Not because he comes about meek and mild, but because he is the one who conquers. He is the one who conquers he who broke peace, who broke shalom. He is the one who comes and establishes shalom again. Where Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall and all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put him back together again. The history of redemption is a timeline of us proving that we could not put Shalom back together again. But Christmas is a declaration from heaven that the Prince of Peace has come to make everything right again. And he has already begun that work. And that work continues in verse 7, the prophet says, of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. Of the increase of his peace. So the work that he began in incarnation, the work that was, uh, was established in the cross, the work that was then left behind for the continuing of the Holy Spirit, in the church from that time until the time that he comes again is a continuous work, a work where his government and his peace increases and will continue to increase until he returns again. Why? Because where is he now? He is seated at the right hand of the Father, ruling and reigning until every enemy is his footstool of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice, with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. It's no wonder that our uh, forebears in the faith before Christ came expected that child to come, born in a palace, rising up with military strength, and rescuing them from what they believed was their greatest enemy, which was a political enemy. But irony of ironies comes as the Christ child is not born in a palace. He's not destined to sit on an earthly throne during this time of his appearing. But rather, he's born where the cows and donkeys and the sheep are born. 
in a stable. He's not born with the pomp and circumstance of a prince born to an earthly king, draped in the finest of linens and paraded in front of the most well-to-do, well-off, the high and mighties of the world instead. God sent his son in the stillness and in the quiet and heralded his birth, not to the highest of society, but to the lowest. Not only figuring the kind of king this one would be, one like the one who typified him before, who was born to be a shepherd king, but also showing us that there was no one so low that Jesus did not come for them. And so all of this culminates for us, I believe, today in the words of our apostle Paul in Titus chapter 3. Verses 4 through 7, where he says, When the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us. Not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Jesus came. He appeared in the incarnation. Not because God was merely showing off, look what I can do. Because he was sending his son to rescue us and save us. Not from an earthly political tyranny, but from the tyranny of death, hell, sin, and grave. Jesus came what did it say? He did this. He saved us. Notice, he saved us. It's a completed work. He didn't come and make it possible. He didn't come and, and say, if you'll just do what I do. No, he came and did what we could not do. What we had proved over the time of history that we could not do. Jesus came and did it all. And he did it not for those who had been good enough to earn it, unlike many at Christmas would like the messenger to be. You'll just be a good little boy, a little girl, you can get the best stuff. Instead, the message of Christmas is not one of merit, but one of grace. He saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy. Therefore, we have much to rejoice in. We have much to celebrate. To close, I just want to share with you something that our brother Matthew Brogdon shared with us this week. A verse that gripped him as he was going through this week and after he shared it, it gripped me. And I believe it's a fitting transition into our next song. From Isaiah chapter 25, verses 7 through 9. And he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever.
and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, and the reproach of this people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Let's sing the joy to the Lord.
Christmas tree. Our epistle reading from Hebrews 1-12. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the, of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of, of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to whom of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have forgotten you? Or again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he brings the firstborn to the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. Of the angels, he says, He makes the angels wind and his ministers a flame of fire. But of the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and righteousness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond and you, Lord, laid the foundation of the earth in the beginning, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. Like a robe, you will roll them up. Like a garment, they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years are the same. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God. Right, now, the benediction this week. Actually, stand up. First Thessalonians 5, 20-24. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord, Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, he will surely do it. Go in peace, man.